All right, is Brandon Ingram clutch? We'll dive into the numbers in the Wednesday episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Plus, we've got an update on Zion Williamson. Let's do it in the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all with this midweek show. I want to talk more about that Wizards loss the other night, and is Brandon Ingram clutch or not? And with the woes that the Pelicans have in the fourth quarter and have had for a significant period of time, is there anything they can do about it, right? Was there anything that could have fixed what happened late in the fourth quarter against the Washington Wizards? Because I do think there is an answer to it. Plus, we get an update on Zion Williamson, so a whole lot to cover in today's show. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Calm. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron James in using Calm and get a 40% discount off a premium subscription. Go to calm.com slash locked on NBA. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available for you all five days a week. No paywall, just breaking down this team in more than 240 characters because you can't throw everything out there on Twitter. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. And tell a friend about the show too. And leave a five-star review with a comment. Okay, let's drive into kind of the meat of everything. And I want to look at Brandon Ingram. So that game against the... Washington Wizards was rough. The Pelicans Pelicansed in the most Pelicanizy way, pretty much. Fourth quarter was abysmal. 20 total points, and you saw Brandon Ingram go 3 of 11 in that one, unable to close the game out. And it was just bad basketball, right? Like, no one could do anything. The Pelicans shot 6 of 23 in the fourth quarter. That's just a horrific, horrific number. And Brandon Ingram didn't deliver, just bricking shot after bricking shot. Okay. So what's what's going on? Is Brandon Ingram clutch or not? Because I've seen a lot of that question get brought up a lot over the week. And look, Christian Clark of The Advocate had a great tweet. Brandon Ingram's clutch numbers since the start of the 2019-20 season. So it's the last five minutes of a game, the score within five either way, either you're up five or you're down five. So five by five, essentially. He's 47 of 148, 31.8% from the field 12 of 55 from three 21.8% 18 assists 18 turnovers and that's in 246 minutes basically it's really bad it's really really bad there's no other way to put it so he hasn't been good there overall so people think he's unclutch and to some degree maybe they're right though there have been kind of studies done that no one is truly clutch other than honestly maybe Damian Lillard even Kobe wasn't great in there and as the pressure ramps up you know guys could become easier to defend particularly Brandon Ingram's style of play that mid-range shot he likes to take it's just a little bit easier to contest when you know he's going to take it and when you look at the Pelicans in that fourth quarter it was just him the second he got the ball he was gonna shoot it like it was really that simple there wasn't like Anything else that was going to happen, he was going to be shooting the ball during that period of time. 
If he got it, it wasn't leaving his hands whatsoever. He had a usage rate of 59%. He was using over almost 60% of the Pelicans' possessions in the fourth quarter. So basically, no one else was touching the ball. And that's why it becomes easier to defend. This is due to a number of reasons, right? There's no other huge threats out there. There's no one else that's like a go-to scorer for the most for the most part, right? A guy that can kind of create his own. You have Valanciunas, who can score inside, but he's a big. He needs someone to get him the ball. Nikhil had an awful game in that one. Devontae Graham, we'll get to that one in the second segment, all right? Josh Hart isn't going to be the guy that you rely on to get you a bucket late in the game, and they're just lacking guys who can get their own shot. It's really that simple. So it comes down to Brandon Ingram. But Brandon Ingram's game is kind of based around the mid-range, right? He likes that mid-range shot. When you look at those 11 shots he took, seven of them were for the mid-range, and he missed all of them. That's the most inefficient shot in basketball. I don't mind when he takes those normally because he's a good mid-range shooter, but when teams know you're going to shoot and they're going to step forward on you a little bit, put their arm up to try and contest it just a little bit more, makes it 5, 10, 15% harder to make that shot, that shooting percentage drops, and he's bricking them. It's, It's pretty simple, right? And there's just not a ton the Pelicans could do. Who else is going to shoot it? You can put shooters around him, but they're still going to wall off the rim. He's going to have to pass out, and he was kind of intent. And this is where, this is, I think, the one spot where you can say this is the criticism of him in the fourth quarter. It's not so much that he's not clutch, right? But it's just that he's going to force it. If you were to put shooters around him, so Devontae Graham, we can throw um, Trey Murphy in there, right? Let's say Valanciunas is out there. Brandon Ingram sets four. Say you have Nikhil or, or whatever shooter right now before Zion comes back. You know, he can drive and he can attack, but they're going to wall off the rim. And it's going to be on those other guys to make him pay. And I think B.I. trusts himself more than those other guys. And maybe he trusts himself too much. And that's why this becomes a problem. When you look at his numbers in the fourth quarter, he's actually a pretty decent fourth quarter score. When you look at his splits by quarter this season in the only eight games he's played, he gets the majority of his points in the fourth quarter. Gets 5.6 in the first, 4.8 in the second, 7.1 in the third, and 7.5 in the fourth. His shooting percentage is a little bit down there, but he gets his points, so he's not nearly as efficient. But all of his numbers are kind of good in the fourth quarter, and they're comparable to what he does the rest of the game. So I don't know so much if it's he's unclutch. He definitely tried to force it, and he owned up to that the other night. But it's not that he's not clutch. It's just it's a bad situation, and when you have to rely on him, and they are right now for that sort of thing, you're going to have a problem. Worth pointing out, though, that Zion Williamson, and again, this comes from Christian Clark, he is third in the league since 2019-2020 in terms of points per shot attempt in the clutch. So when he comes back, the Pelicans have a guy they can go get a bucket. Brandon Grimm's at the bottom, but by the way, he is ahead of LeBron James when it comes to that. So what do you do, right? You've got to take that burden off of him a little bit. A 60% usage rate is just way too high. So how do you help Brandon Ingram help the team, right? Sometimes you got to take something stuff off a guy's plate, and that's very clearly what the Pelicans need to do in the fourth quarter when it comes to BI. So we'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Calm.com. Do you want to know what makes LeBron James the, the king, King James? It's sleep. 
That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. So LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better, reduce stress, and perform at your best, just like LeBron James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. And he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding the time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge, unquote. I hate it when you get in bed and you just can't fall asleep and you're lying there for, I don't know, an hour before eventually falling asleep. It's kind of wasted time. You wake up feeling the next day just not nearly at your best and it's going to impact you at work just like it would impact LeBron on the court but if you head to com.com c-a-l-m.com slash lockdown nba for a limited time you're going to get 40% off a calm premium subscription and with calm you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves like the rain on leaves one and so much more like sleep stories and meditation so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way again for a limited time our listeners can join LeBron in using calm and get a 40% discount on a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash lockdown MBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash lockdown MBA. That's calm.com slash lockdown NBA. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all of those great food, the treats, and there's so much of it. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. So it's a perfect time for Built Bars because Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Pie, 300 calories per slice. Maybe even more than that because it's kind of on the low end. Most Built Bars, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein, and they taste just as good as pie does. So, replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. It's actually pretty simple. They're low-calorie, low-carb, high uh, high in protein, and low in fat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate, so they're great if you're hungry. I'm on the road right now. I'm in Los Angeles in a hotel room, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube. My bag is packed with these things. I need a little bit of breakfast in the morning. I need a snack between meetings. I grab a Built Bar because they're not bad for me it's better than a croissant at a coffee shop or anything like that built bar is absolutely the way to go they're gonna have new surprises all month long including limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly so check the site often there's nothing like a built bar black friday sale so mark your calendars black friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 you're gonna get 15 percent off your next order again that is promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off over at built.com all right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're here free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Talking about Brandon Ingram in the clutch, analyzing it. It's not that he's unclutch. It's just there's kind of a lot going on with the team right now and no Zion Williamson. But we're also going to talk about solutions. What should the Pelicans be doing in clutch situations in the fourth quarter to win some of these games and get off this horrid fourth quarter streak that they've had. And for your second listen, make sure you're checking out Locked on Saints with host Ross Jackson, breaking down everything black and gold. All right, so we just went over the, stu- the situation with B.I. It's not that I think he's unclutch. I don't know if that just kind of gene or nature style of play other than like Damian Lillard really exists and maybe Jordan too, right? It's just there's a lot of circumstances with it and they've done studies on it. It's just sometimes, you know, a noise thing and it's so circumstantial with the team around you. So what can the Pelicans do? What could they have done against the Washington Wizards to try and make things a little bit better? And this one's simple. It's 
find ways to get other guys involved. When Willie Green sees Brandon Ingram go kind of hero ball, ISO, 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 and breaking mid-range shots, which, again, are the most inefficient shot you can take. It goes in order, by the way. From the free throw line, at the rim, three-point range, and then mid-range. And he loves those long mid-rangers, right? So the even worse ones. Those have the equivalent of a three-point shooting percentage. So like the high 30s, if you're good, but they're worth one point less. It's not an efficient shot. You don't want guys taking that. I trust him to do it, though. But not when that difficulty gets ramped up even more. So you've got to get other guys involved in this one. When you look at what went on in the fourth quarter, it was kind of rough, right? You had Josh Hart using six possessions. You had Valanciunas in this one using two possessions. Nikhil used just one. Devontae Graham used three. You need to get those guys involved way more. Maybe not Josh Hart as much. He went one for six. When you look at the Pelicans, they had six makes in this quarter. Three of them from guys not named Brandon Ingram. On all three of their buckets, there were assists. And in fact, on all of the Pelicans' buckets in the fourth quarter against the Washington Wizards, the whole 12-minute period, they had six made shots, six, six assists. This one's pretty simple, right? Like, you don't need to be a coach or a genius to figure this out. Move the ball. Move the ball. Run actions. Get guys open shots that don't just rely on Brandon Ingram. Run guys through screens. Find a way to get Valanciunas the ball down low. Let Devontae Graham pull up from three off the dribble or something like that. Anything else that gets the defense kind of moving. Because clearly the Pelicans were capable of scoring when they did that. When they passed the ball, it was there. The problem was that they just stopped and didn't end up doing it in the fourth quarter and just let it be that hero ball. That's not going to work. You need you absolutely have more off-ball movement. It's like it's really that simple. Yes, you want Brandon Ingram shooting more so than those other guys, but you need to do enough to just keep the defense honest. And that's where Willie Green needs to step in, call a timeout, get in Brandon Ingram's ear a little bit, calm him down, and explain to the team, as he does really well, what he wants them to do. I've said he's been a little bit more hands-on, micromanaging you know, in, in the moment of play, in the run of play. It, it, there's actually a thing I've talked to, and Joel Myers is the one who kind of pointed this out to me years and years ago. It was around Austin Rivers. So they were still the Hornets at the time. And how Austin Rivers would take the ball up the court, and he'd always be looking back, and I think it was Monty Williams at the time, right? Of like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? That's not a good thing. You want these guys to know what to do. You want them to go out, and they want and you want them to just execute it, and not looking back to be like, Coach, tell me, tell me what's going on, right? So when I say he's micromanaging, it's because you don't generally want that. But someone in the comments on YouTube yesterday, and this was a great point, was like, it's not really micromanaging, it's more coaching. And I agree with that. I didn't mean it micromanaging in a negative way, but that's a good way to put it. He's got to coach him in the moment better, and these guys need to be better prepared for the fourth quarter and what their game plan is going to be. That's going to come at halftime, it's going to come at the end of the third quarter, and it's going to come during timeouts, and it's come during practice. And so really when I look at this, it's less on, well, B.I. needs to get clutch, right? And more on, Willie Green, you got to coach these guys up, and you got to earn your money. He's a rookie head coach, you saw him make rookie mistakes in that game, and he needs to be better. Hopefully this is a learning experience. Right? They're not mistakes if you learn from it. And if he's capable of doing that, I feel pretty good about where this team would be able to go. But he absolutely, absolutely needs to step up more and coach these guys up and not let what happened happen. 
He could have stopped it. You're not going to pull Brandon Ingram out of there, but you should call a timeout. You should run plays for guys that you should run plays for, maybe, and you can kind of fix some of this. And then it gets a little bit easier when Zion Williamson is back in the lineup, too. But let's talk about that because we might have an idea of when we could be expecting him back now that we've got an update for the Pelicans. So I'll give you exactly what that is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Herb Jones, Revelation. You guys know this. Josh Hart, real good scoring year. We talked about both those guys in yesterday's show. Bet on them. You know the odds and props are going to be there. Bet the over, maybe on Josh Hart points, things like that. Herb Jones minutes, maybe Herb Jones blocks too in rebounds. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Put that promo code in. Get free money. It's really that simple. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for you all on all platforms. No one else coming to you all like this. No paywall. Just solid. Pelicans talk. And we just talked about Brandon Ingram. Now we're going to talk about the other star, Zion Williamson. We got an update from the Pelicans. They sent out an email blast here. I'm reading directly from the press release. Quote, the New Orleans Pelicans announced today that forward Zion Williamson has been cleared to participate in contact drills, beginning with one-on-one workouts and progressively working towards full team workouts. Williamson, who underwent imaging on his fractured right foot on Thursday, November 11th, was medically cleared by Dr. Richard Furco of the Southern California Orthodox Theopedic Institute and Dr. Scott Montgomery of Oshner Health. Williamson will go will undergo further medical imaging on November 24th, which will determine his availability for full team workouts. Any additional additional updates will be provided on his anticipated return to play timeline accordingly. So basically, a week from when you're listening to this, we're going to get another update, or he's going to go through more. Ta- he's going to get more imaging done. They're going to see how it's healing, and then we'll get another update on what's going to happen with him so if you anticipate so now he's doing one-on-one and he can play with contact right so he's going to steadily work his way up from one-on-one to probably two-on-two to eventually going to five-on-five drills right now as david griffin has been saying he's been playing one-on-none and no contact so just kind of going through the movements now you can kind of get into more of a game feel right by playing one-on-one things like that where the stakes are a little bit higher there's more unpredictability i think to your bodily movements things like that so it sounds like the foot is progressing not as quick as we'd like you know you go from opening day to what probably could be at the earliest i think mid december if he's going to get further imaging on the 24th we'll probably get an update maybe about a week after that and you figure maybe two weeks from there is when they um, is when they will eventually probably get him back. But look, this is lagging behind a week. They got those images probably the next day. They probably knew what they needed to do with him the next day. I wonder if they're kind of delaying this stuff coming out 
you know, he got the images done five, six days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. I wonder if this means he could come back a little bit earlier, but you're looking at maybe the earliest a mid-December return. So he's going to miss about 30 games or so. It's encouraging. It's not the season. We're seeing some stuff with people saying, you know, and rumors and all of that, and I don't buy into all of those things, that, you know, maybe he wouldn't be playing at all this year. Maybe it'd be January, February. We'll see. It still might be. There could be setbacks, things like that. But the biggest thing now is, now that it's kind of healing and going in the right direction, is game shape, right? Look, if you're putting on weight, it's going to cause a re-aggravation of the injury. That's not a good thing, and he's got to start thinking long-term about his health, and he needs to kind of bury the hatchet between him and the team and whatever's going on there and start acting like an adult, and the team needs to handle him well, too. Brandon Ingram's on a minutes restriction right now, which means Zion's likely going to be on one, too, when he comes back, and I think that's what poisoned the well early on in the relationship between all sides here. you got to handle this carefully, but look, we have an idea of Maybe, maybe when he's going to be returning. Sounds like mid-December. Look, if he's back, probably helps the Pelicans in clutch situations. So there you go. That's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Heat, they play tonight. We'll talk about the game tomorrow. Had too much to talk about in today's show to even touch on that one. So I'm looking forward to breaking down. Maybe Pels win. Heat are good. We'll see.